Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. On a Saturday earlier this month, a group of Melbourne schoolboys were on a tram on their way to an athletics carnival. Dressed in their uniforms, they started a chant. I wish that all the ladies! I wish that all the ladies! My holes in the room! My holes in the room! I want to dump track! I want to dump track! I'm feeling with my love! I'm with my love! The country has condemned the act as offensive and misogynistic, which it is. But it's also about the need for acceptance. Today, we look at the role peer pressure plays in influencing good people to do bad things. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. I wish that all the ladies! I wish that all the ladies! My holes in the room! My holes in the room! I want to dump track! I want to dump track! I'm feeling with my love! I'm feeling with my love! Boom, ba, boom, ba! Boom, ba, boom, ba! Boom, ba, boom, ba! Boom, ba, boom, ba! This was the chant that a bunch of prestigious Melbourne schoolboys recited on a packed public tram earlier this month. If you can't hear the lyrics properly, they're saying, I wish all the ladies were holes in the road. If I was a dump truck, I'd fill them with my load. There are second and third verses equally as revolting as the first, recited by the group of young men with just as much, if not more, enthusiasm. And this isn't the first incident of its kind. There were two universities in Canada who were exposed for having the tradition of a sexist chant go public. They both had a version of this one advocating for the rape of underaged women. That was St Mary's University in Halifax, which had not just boys, but the girls too, chanting about how Y stands for your sister, O for oh so tight, U for underaged, N for no consent, and G for grab that ass. The University of British Columbia had a similar incident with a similar chant, except the G stood for go to jail. So why would a bunch of young people yell out a rhyme that encourages sexual violence against women? The answer may be that the person involved truly believes that he's entitled to the thing he's chanting about, that women are nothing more than a possession to be used. But is that the case for every single one of those young men in these groups? Are some saying these things because they feel the need to be accepted? Is peer pressure playing a role? Professor Don Forsyth is a social and personality psychologist at the University of Richmond, Virginia. He also leads the Forsyth Groups on Leadership, Ethical Thought and Moral Judgment. 
Don, we're all affected by peer pressure to some degree, but young people more so. Why are they influenced so much more by others? Well, we are a social animal. We're all influenced by the groups that we belong to. Young people, in particular, are more social than older people. They rely very much on their groups for their sense of who they are, to form their identities, to decide what they like and what they don't like. It's not like they are aimless or completely at the influence of the groups they belong to, but when a group sets a standard for them, they tend to comply with that standard. Let's talk about that standard. What if that standard is not great? Like we've seen in these situations where students at high schools or universities are chanting these awful things. These could be very good people, people who don't condone violence against women, who would never rape somebody. Why would they then participate in something that encourages it? Well, it's a very complicated process. Some people actually still are racist. They're sexist. They're not positively intentioned. They don't like other people. They do reject the out group. Some of those are in our midst, and they can influence the group. They can set a bad example, which the other members of the group might imitate, may go along with, even though they are themselves not sexist, not racist. So there's that imitation process, monkey see, monkey do, where one bad apple can spoil the rest of the barrel. That's what happens in some cases. In other cases, and it's the problem with our cognitive process, you know, we are all familiar with the content of our stereotypes. We know that there are stereotypes about other people, about other groups. We actually know what those stereotypes are. They're stuck in our heads and there's nothing we can do about it because that can cause us to be biased. Most of the time, we control that. We don't let it seep in and influence us. We don't act on our stereotypes and our biases. We regulate them. We control them. But sometimes in a group context, that group can undermine our self-regulation. And the next thing you know, that stereotype, that racist thought, that bad idea, that really negative thought that we always recognized as bad and that we have controlled, we fail to control. And it surfaces And then again, serves as an example for others to then emulate. And the next thing you know, contagion has taken place and the group engages in behaviors that as individuals, they all know is wrong and would be wrong. And they recognize after the fact they've engaged in a bad behavior. But at the moment, at that moment when the the group stimulates contagion, they act inappropriately. Does it add another layer when it's involving something like these high school and these university traditions? Because that's what these chants are. They've been done for decades and decades during these times of orientation or when they're going to events. It makes them feel part of something larger, that they're part of the history of the school or the university. Does that add another layer to that peer pressure? Oh, absolutely. Social identity theorists, they often speak about the importance of that collective identity, whereas we often think of ourselves as completely as individuals, separate and apart from others. Our identity, who we are, is often based upon the groups we belong to. And we often have to reassure ourselves that we fit in with our group, that we do what our group likes and admires and respects so that we can remain within that group. We represent our group. And those traditions, those define what a group is like, what it's supposed to be. It does, of course, complicate things a great deal when you have these older traditions, these chants, these songs, these racist jokes, these sexist 
innuendos that are just old-fashioned and out of date. They're not consistent with the way contemporary society has evolved, but they're still stuck back there. And they're shared among the group because they're part of their tradition. Generally, they hold them in check until they don't, until they're in a private situation, until the group is engaged in some happy experience and someone begins to sing a song. And they sing along, and then the next song is a song they should not sing. But it's one they all know because they're all familiar with this old, traditional, and inappropriate song. And the next thing you know, they're singing a song they should not in public, and other people take offense. Is there any other way that we can deal with that situation? If we recognize that the behavior we're getting involved in is is not great, that those chants are awful and encourage violence against women, is just opting out the only way you can get a handle on that? Because trying to steer the group in another direction might also even ostracize you from that group? You're absolutely right. It's extremely difficult. Once the group gets ahead of steam and begins to move in a particular direction, a direction you individually don't approve of, it's very difficult to assert yourself to lead the group in a different direction. I do often think that group leaders have special responsibility for making sure their group does not go off in a bad direction. And a leader would be able to influence the group more than, say, a rank-and-file member. But it's surprisingly difficult to stand up to your group. Even as adults, we often obey, we conform when we shouldn't. And peers, young people, it's even more difficult to go against the will of the group. And as you say, for fear of ostracism, for fear of being different from everyone else, fear of being rejected by your group. So although it might seem easy, just you don't like what they're doing, you don't approve of it, you don't go along with it, you opt out. That's more difficult than you might think. And it would be even more difficult to stand up and confront the rest of the group and tell them they're in the wrong and that they need to stop what they're doing. In these three cases, the leaders in these situations encouraged and supported this behaviour. In some instances, those above them were forced to stand down, but some also stood up. Caroline Wong, president of UBC Students Society, said after their incident that the decades-old chanting tradition would end with them. And we both agree that this is an opportunity for us to move away from these chants and an opportunity for us to create a more inclusive and safer campus community. So is that the, the tradition will be gone, do you think, after Yes, that? absolutely. And we'll be working through the AMS with our other constituencies and undergraduate societies to make sure this does not happen again. The chant by the Melbourne St Kevin's boys, though, isn't an isolated incident. There's footage of it being done in public at another event. And there are claims from a nearby Catholic girls' school that some of the boys had created offensive rap lyrics about specific girls and that they're targeted at parties by groups of boys, also allegedly from St Kevin's, who harass and intimidate them. If another boy from their school stands up, they're also singled out. The headmaster has admitted that misogynistic language in the school was more widespread than he thought. In a newsletter sent to parents, he wrote that they were determined to reshape their programs and look into doing more in this area. But former student Luke Kiernan spoke out saying that this kind of sexist behaviour was actually rampant at the school and that while the behaviour would be met with discipline and the students punished for this particular incident, he doubts that the attitude towards women and the reasons behind what they did would be addressed. The type of thing that happens at swim carnivals or athletics carnivals or just walking back in from lunch, it's, it's totally normalised. I think usually the school tries to punish people on a, like a disciplinary basis rather than changing attitudes. And so this was really just a manifestation of these incredibly misogynistic attitudes coming to the surface. 
Since he did that interview, students at the school defaced his picture on the High Academic Achievers Board with the words traitor and snitch. He says he's also been harassed. His punishment for being the individual and speaking out against the crowd. As Luke has found out, it can be a pretty lonely and scary place, a place no one wants to be, a place we'll avoid by just going along with it, whatever that is, even if it is singing along to a chant that says sexual violence against women is okay. This episode of The Quickie was produced by Ellie Beatty with audio production by Ian Camilleri. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash the quickie. And if you could chuck us a five-star review in your favourite podcast app, we'd appreciate it. It just helps us get onto more suggested lists and into more people's ears.